Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Science Self Dog Podcast. It's your girl Felicia Wallace. Here on the Science Self Dog Podcast, we get together every week to take a deep dive into my life and yours while I remind you that you are not on this journey alone. We will talk about everything from God to Russia Reality TV. Together, we will find our fears and slay them. Lakeisha Wooder is an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, international author, and sex abuse survivor, empowering women to transform their lives by embracing their differences. As a result of her own journey, she unmasks the ugly truth behind most problems inhibiting women from advocating for themselves and owning their power, a lack of self-awareness. Hey, everybody, I have Lakeisha Wooder here with us on this first week of International Women's Month. Now, I know International Women's Day is March the 8th. However, we are going to celebrate women, all of their beauty and glory all month long. And we are starting this month off with um, a conversation about self-awareness and just being our, the best versions of ourselves. So I have Lakeisha Woodard here. Um, Lakeisha, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business, A Sister's Truth? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited. I'm oh, super excited welcome. to be here. <laughs> super excited to be here because um, self-doubt is something that we all deal with and I think self-awareness definitely would help us to slay self-doubt yes (laughs) ma'am but um so I am a self-awareness coach and the founder of a sister's truth and what I do is I teach high achieving women how to find fulfillment by gaining clarity on their purpose and create an action plan to pursue it and I like to emphasize create an action plan because it's one thing to know your purpose that's another oh, thing that, right. Man, and that'd be the struggle. That'd be the struggle. Not mm-hmm. knowing which, where to go, left, right, up, or down. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And it's also, you know, self-doubt plays a part in that as well. Yeah. But I do this through one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and I also speak, and I'm also an author, so I do have nice. a book as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. So what led you to start A Sister's Truth? I feel like, you know, you know, my listeners know my journey, how Slaying Self-Doubt came about because it's something I struggle with um, on a <laughs> daily basis. Um, and so that's a journey in itself. But what led you to start your business, A Sister's Truth? Oh, wow. So, man, I feel like it's a long, it's, I feel like it's a long story, but I try to shorten it a little <laughs> bit. But ultimately, launching A Sister's Truth came from a venting session with mm. a girlfriend because I am that person that everybody usually comes to when they want to figure things out. You the strong um, friend? Huh? You the strong friend? I'm the strong friend. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm the strong mm. friend. I'm the friend that's the accountability partner mm. um, because I'm also the friend that has done a lot in their lives and done a lot from you know, not having a lot, if you will. And so I had just came off of, once again, sitting down with a friend to brainstorm ways that she can come up out of the classroom. Mm -hmm. And I just got, you know, frustrated. And then I was venting to a friend. I'm like, how am I able to like sit down and talk everybody else through Mm. ways to, to, you know, help them figure out whatever it is they want to figure out. But I can't figure it out for me because at the time I was, you know, finding my purpose. If you will, air quotes Mm -hmm. for the people that can't see us. I'm trying to find my (laughs) purpose. (laughs) 
and not realizing that I was already operating in purpose. Yeah. And so, that's mm. the thing. That's the thing that a lot of us, you know, fail to realize yeah. is that we're operating already in purpose yeah. because purpose is not something that's hidden from us. I'm a God girl. Yes, you know, I'm a Christian. So I truly believe that God has given each and every one of us a purpose and a call in our life. So if I believe that, I have to believe that he's not going to hide it from us. Correct. He's not going to give us something yeah. and then hide it from us. Yeah. Right. Very, very, very true. And he, but he's also going to give us everything we need to operate in it and to do whatever it is that he has called us to do. And so I was venting to a friend and she was just like, well, Keisha, you have so much knowledge you know, and mm -hmm. you always helping people out. You need to find a way mm. to package that up and sell it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like, what the hell are you People do like, that? <laughs> I, I didn't even know what that, I didn't even, Felicia, I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. I'm like, what does that even mean to package it up? Like, never even heard that terminology like that. And in right. that, you know, in that, uh, in a sentence like that. So I went to Google. I enrolled in Google University. I went to Google and just started Googling random things. But mm -hmm. the the common word that I was Googling was purpose because at mm -hmm. this point- You were I trying really to figure it out. Man, I really wanted to do something that was meaningful, that was purposeful. Yeah. You know, I had started a photography business because let me tell you, when you are- we all have purpose, right? When you're right. not operating in purpose and you just, even off the mark just a little bit, I feel like we all get this feeling on the inside, right? That's telling us that, oh, this is not what you need to be yes, doing. Yes, there's a prompting. Yeah, there's yeah. a prompting on the inside of you that's it's like, you, you, you getting there, just like that game we used to play was like, you, you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. Mm -hmm. You're uh -huh. getting colder. You're getting, no, no, no. Now you're burning up. You're yes. burning up. Oh, now you're cold again. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, it, and it was like, it seemed like every time I would, you know, start searching businesses because at one point I was doing research on starting a laundromat because I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to start a business, let me start something that's recession proof, laundromat, mm, right? Right. And then I looked, that is, do you know what? I didn't even think about laundromats being recession proof. That is it's recession proof, <laughs> right? It's yes. It's recession proof. But then I'm just like, but dang, but I don't want to take out no bank loans. I don't yeah. want to have to build nothing up. And so then I looked into um, better breakfasts and I was just like, I oh, don't really want to do that. That's too hands on. And I ended up starting a photography business. Mm. And so that, you know, that oomph kind of went away like that hunger. I'm going to just yeah. call it a hunger pain. Okay. It subsided just a little bit, yeah. right? Just a little bit. So I was on the right track as far as entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But being a photographer, I was good at it. I've loved it. But the thing is, I realized that I love being more in front of the camera as opposed uh, to behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was like, do it like this. Now, let me just show you how to do it. <laughs> girl, let me, oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I ended up, you know, just closing down the photography business or mm. whatever. And so at this point, when I'm been having this venture session with my friend, I'm trying to figure out, I go to Google University, so I'm Googling all these terms, purpose, because at this point, I want something that's going to be meaningful. Yeah. And so I ran across um, Lisa Nichols and Tony Robbins, and mm. then I realized what Ayana Bonsant did, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I can do that. Life coaching, I can do that. Yeah. You know? And so that's pretty much 
where it started from, just me doing all the Google searches, and I ended up in a free 26-day challenge that started me off with creating just a blog, and then from there, just doing the work step yeah. by step, you know, implementing what I'm, what I'm learning, yeah. I ended up launching A Sister's Truth. Yeah, so I think it's so key, very key how you were saying that we don't realize that usually that the, more more times often than not the thing that is our purpose is the thing that we're already working in, the thing that we're already doing. And what happens is is that because it's either clouded by someone else's goal or somebody else's um, journey or whatever it is there, um, whatever it is that you're doing, you don't realize that the the pieces of you that you're kind of giving away so like for me initially before I did this I knew that it was something more but once I realized like how long I'd actually been you know trying to slay myself down and also help other women I was like oh I was doing this at my previous job and I was talking to the ladies that I was working with and they would come to me for advice and then I started a small group and I was leading all of these ladies and watching them grow into the and so when it came down to it and I was just kind of like God is you really want me to do this and it was just kind of like girl but you've been doing it and I was just like oh yeah you know and it didn't it didn't click but like you said like taking that thing and packaging it into something that you can monetize is what makes it difficult because for me I don't know about for you but a part of me felt bad like I feel like but you know like I'm all I'm doing is all I'm you know I'm just helping my friend I'm just helping this person do I really need to do you know is this really a business and I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit to say, no, you absolutely, what you have is valuable. What God is giving you is valuable because if that was the case, everybody would be slaying their self-doubt. Everybody would have the self-awareness enough to know, you know, whatever it is they need to be able to fulfill their purpose or take the steps to be able to do that. So I feel like that it's perfect for us to be able to be, you know, in this, in the arena that we are because there's as I've been doing this I'm like there's so many women out here that need this and so they need me and they need you girl okay they need the both of us to keep walking in our purpose so as you were going through this um this journey of you know just realizing what your purpose is and how you were going to um really you know monetize it or what you know just like leading people how does self-doubt show up in your journey Oh my goodness. Self-doubt shows up all through the journey and it still shows up in the journey because every day as an entrepreneur, you know, every day I'm doing something that's actually stretching me outside of my comfort zone. Mm, And, you know, and, and, and let me be clear. I knew what my purpose was. I was just running from it and Mm. I was running from it because my purpose tied to, you know, a resolved trauma that I had. And that's something too, that a lot of us, uh, that causes a lot of us to run for my purpose, right? Because for me, you know, I was sexually abused as a kid by my mother's husband for eight years. And so I knew that my purpose, you know, entails me sharing my story Mm. of surviving sexual abuse, you know? And throughout my, my, my whole journey to this point, I was always sharing my story, but I ran from it because who, who, who the hell want to talk about there's you know there's there's sexual abuse trauma like who wants to do that right so of course I didn't want to talk about that 
But because we can't run for what God has assigned us, yeah. assigned to us, I always found myself sharing my story. Because he gonna Just keep you, I'm he not, gonna keep taking you back down that road until you catch girl, on, and you like, am girl, I saying the same carrot? Yes, you're saying the same thing yes, until yes. you catch it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because, like I said before, I'm that person that people come to, and it's not just friends and family. Like mm-hmm. I would be on a job, and my coworker will see yes. strength in me and yeah. will come and talk to me about whatever the case may be. And next yeah. thing you know, I'm telling her, you know, girl, if I can, you know, be raised in the projects in the hood and be sexual abused for eight years, you can go into the office and ask for a raise. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was perspective. Here. Yes, yes. You know, so this is something that I was always doing. And then also too was I was chasing a dream that didn't belong to me. Mm. For a long time, I wanted to be Perry Mason. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, 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 that is the first law show I started watching. Next was, I think, Matlock. And then I was Okay. So I, that's how I got into it. I love Law and Order. I love all of those yes. shows. I'm watching, what's that? Uh, Lincoln Rhymes, The Hunt for the Bone Collector now. I'll be so excited about stuff like that. But yes, I, I love it all. I love it all. <laughs> But for a long time, I, uh, you know, my, my dream was to become the next Perry Mason. I wanted to be an attorney. And okay. so honestly, having that dream is what helped me to get out of the projects and stay out of projects. Cause mm, there's a difference between yeah. getting out and not going back. Yeah. So yeah. having, having that dream and that goal is what really just kept me on straight and arrow. And I was well on my way to, to doing that. Um, I was accepted into third grade Marshall school of law. That's how I ended up in Houston, Texas. Okay. I did a year of law school. And then, you know, after my first year, like during my first year, I was just like, okay, so why am I here? I felt <laughs> like I was able to check the box. Like yeah. I did it. Like right? you did it. Yeah. Because, right. Man, I, showed I, up. I achieved it. I'm here. Right. Yeah. You know? And so the fire, you know, for, for becoming an attorney started to dwindle and I became confused. Mm. And I feel like I literally went through an identity crisis yeah. because there was no plan B, there was no plan C because plan A was going to work. Right. You was going to be, it was working. Parisha Mason. That's what you was going to be. That's Parisha it. Parisha Mason. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And, and I was well on my way to do that. Yeah when I no longer had that fire, I started to question myself, right? Mm. Like, well, damn, what am I going to do? Because this is all I've ever dreamed of. And so I decided to like figure that out. So now it's time for me to really get to know this new version of Keisha. Because the reason why my business is based on self-awareness is because for me to transition from victim to survivor of sexual abuse, self-awareness helped me to do that. Because I needed to be, I needed to learn who Lakeisha was. Yeah. Right. And so in that, in that journey is how I, is how I transitioned and became a, and became a survivor. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I base my business off of self-awareness because just really getting to know me and understanding why I wanted to become Perry Mason, which is based off the fact that my mom loved this show. And because my mom loved this show, I want to be Perry Mason. Well, well, when I dug even deeper than that, it was like, because, okay, because I was fighting for my mom's love and my mom just loved me so it would be harder. She just wanted to be like Perry Mason, just like the person that she loved. Maybe she'll stop the sexual abuse. Yeah. And so when I'm in law school, I realized that 
I'm no longer that hurt little girl that was mm. broken that set that goal up become Perry Mason. Yeah. I'm this happy, hold, healed woman yeah. who has reestablished her relationship with her mother, mm-hmm. who has forgiven her abuser, mm. whose abuser has gone to prison and served time for it. Yeah. You know? Well, who is this new chick? Right. Yeah. Like Let you say, oh man. Yeah, that's, oh man, that is so key because I think that's, like you said, sometimes we stay stuck in a situation regardless mm-hmm. of where it is and we we allow that to be our identity, whether it be, you know, being a, um, you know, a survivor of sexual abuse, being in a bad relationship, that becomes who we are, right? And so then we walk in that and we like, we carry that around with us like a coat, like, you know, well, I act this way because of such and such, or even like you said, even after the repercussions have happened and after you've rebuilt the relationship and after you've gone through the process, because it was a part of you for so long, you start to question who am I without that who am I without this thing that's attached to me and now I have to figure this out to be able to say that okay I'm gonna leave this right here and I'm gonna walk to the left you're gonna stay in this box because we're done with that and so many of us try to take that stuff with us but what if what if you know because it's a defense mechanism right because if you don't if if you are going through this journey and because we all are going to go through a journey like right so whether however it shows up you just have to when you're going through it you have to make the decision and I'm gonna go kicking and screaming or I'm gonna go willingly because uh, ultimately it's a it's a part of growing you know what I'm saying it's a part of our our maturity if you choose if you know if you want to be different than what you're you normally are but if you hold on to that thing and and use it as your like your shield like oh I can't do this because of this and it's almost like you holding up the sign again over and over again like I can't I can't have because this happened to me I can't have because he left me I can't have because you know I lost whatever those things are and until we're able to just like be like I'm good with that that was the old me. This is the new me. And I'm ready to walk in whatever it is that God is trying to lead me in. We're going to continue to just not have the self-awareness, continue to have self-doubt and, you know, just not be the whole person that we need to be for Absolutely. ourselves and the people around us. And that's where I come in at because you so eloquently describe what I was going through at that time. Yeah. Because it's like, who is this, who is this new person? Cause like you said, I held on to this dream because mm-hmm. that's all I knew. Yeah. So once I let it go, it was like, so like now what? Yeah. So that's where, you know, me, a self-awareness coach, that's where I would come in and help, you know, my client on that journey for walking into that new phase of her life. Yeah. Because the misconception is, is once you're healed from a traumatic event, whatever that event is, it doesn't have to be just sexual abuse. Yeah. It could be domestic violence. Yeah. It could be the loss of a child, a spouse, yeah. whatever that is for you. You know, it's it's a misconception that you're going to automatically know what to do next. Right. And yeah. Not true. Yeah. Because now that you heal, you got to get to know this healed person. Yeah. Yeah. And so for, for me, it was an exploration journey for me. So, mm. you know, I just... I just took time, you know, I continued to work in the legal field because I, because mm-hmm. to be completely honest, please, I'm like, okay, I'm tripping. <laughs> so I, let, me, let me take a minute because I know I'm tripping. Right, you know, right, let me, right. Let me take a minute, let me take a breather or whatever. Yeah. Whatever 
never went back and I was, and I was okay with that, mm. you know? So, you know, I traveled the world, I bought a house and just started to like live my life. Yeah. But the one thing that never changed was me sharing my story. Mm. That was the one thing that never changed, yeah. you know? And it was like, it wasn't that I was just like, you know, just automatically tell people right. when the time was right, when yeah. somebody really needed, to you hear know, yeah. yeah, that motivation because mm-hmm. people you know, can look at you and they can see all the strength, right? Because they see people see what they want to see. They see yeah. And so then I had, I would like share that and be like, girl, you know, it was a journey for me to get here. Let me right. tell you what it started yeah. from. Yeah. You know? So it, it, it was, it was a journey. So I really could have used somebody at that time. I, mm-hmm. I a life coach. I didn't know what that yeah. was at the time, you know, but luckily I had a friend that, you know, got the wheels a turning mm-hmm. and so now I want to do the same thing with my clients and the yeah. reason why the name of my business is a sister's truth because I share my truth with my clients because mm. I don't want to just have just like a coach client relationship right like sisters yeah because I truly believe that you know we are linked by our common life experiences mm, absolutely exactly the same but we can relate on yeah. some level. Yeah, you're right about that. Experience something traumatic. I experienced something traumatic. Guess what? We sisters. Right. And so we're gonna, you know, go through this together. Yeah. So it's not just me spurring some things at you mm-hmm. for you to go off in the world. Like I will literally hold your hand if that's what you need. And yeah. I know some people are like, I'm not gonna hold their hands or whatever. But sometimes people need that. Yeah. And I think and there's that nothing wrong with that. No, it absolutely isn't anything wrong with that. And I think that the a part of that that is maybe what's difficult for us as women is that especially as black women, I feel like that there's this, even if it's unspoken, um, in some households it is spoken, Mm -hmm. uh, but there's like this, this strength that we just supposed to have, that we just supposed to be able to put up with whatever, tolerate with whatever, and not say that we're broken, not say that we're hurt. And and if you do, you know, depending on when, you know, the situation that you're in, you're being too emotional, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're being too extra, whatever the word is may be. But I think what happens is, is that when something does happen to us, you know, um, generally what happens is, is that there's a wall that goes up and then there's a mask that goes on, right? And because yeah. we have to continue to be regular you know what I mean like whatever the situation is you got to pretend like everything is okay because god forbid somebody know that you're hurting you know what I'm saying even if you're you like even if you're healed for so this and here's the other thing I was gonna say there's a difference between being healed and hiding because people say they heal but that you you can tell by how you react to things whether or not you're actually healed hiding is just putting that mask on and saying you know, I'm over it. I'm good. I'm fine. You know, we famous for I'm fine. I'm okay. Right. But mm-hmm. healing is being able to do exactly what you was doing is to talk about it so that you're educating somebody else. You know, as I'm going through this journey, I'm like, everything in my life hasn't been perfect. The things, the things that were the most scary for me to say out loud for me was the most healing for myself because I was honest yeah. about my life. I was honest about the things that I felt like shaped me to be the woman that I am today. And even when talking, and I have sons, but even when talking to my sons, I, I'm truthful in certain things. Like, you know, they're a little young, but when they get older, right. depending right. on what I, you know, they say, you know, maybe, but for the most part, I'm very honest about certain things because 
honesty is 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 going to like there's no reason for us to hide and i feel like we shouldn't have to hide and so as you were going through your journey and you're figuring out your, you're going through the self-awareness tell us why it's important why self-awareness and healing is important not only for your personal life but for your professional life too because I know for me working in leadership and working with so many um, black women I it would be oftentimes I'd be like and I had you know staff I'd be like you can't you know this is work like you got to be able to separate that and you bring it into your job and so then it affects everybody around you yeah you may need you know something those are the times I'd have to be like come on let's go outside let's talk this out and those are the times that I was using my gift at work is when I was like okay let us let's work through this but why is the self-awareness and healing important for us to be able to function daily basically um, yeah, it's it's very important because if you have any unresolved trauma, it's going to affect the decisions that you make, the decision that you make on a personal level and the decisions that you make on a professional level. You know, when working in corporate, they tell you to like check your emotions and check your, your personal life at the door. Yeah. We're human. How often? We're not doing that. Let's just be real. Yeah. We are not doing that. So whatever is unresolved in your personal life it's going to spew over into your professional life, right? So self-awareness really helps you to tap into your emotions and know what your emotions are and understand where it's it's coming from like yeah. where where that emotion is is is, is spewing from mm-hmm. right and so healing helps you to resolve that so you can know you know check yourself if you will yeah. right when those emotions come up and you feel yourself about to just like go off the deep end or right whatever. yeah and then also self-awareness helps too with you really just understanding how other people see you mm. and it doesn't have to be in a negative light right, right. Um, it doesn't have to be like somebody throwing shade it could be somebody who is literally you know pointing out what your gifts and your talents are wow yeah i.e my friend who was like yeah. you always helping people you have a wealth of information yeah to package that up has she not said that mm-hmm. i could possibly will still be on this searching this, right. this search journey yeah. you know yeah. but the fact that i was able to just really just take in what it is that she was saying mm-hmm. and then act on it and then also too we have to learn how to you know excel um constructive criticism if you will yeah you know? because i have been told that you know i just be a little harsh sometimes yeah <laughs> Hey, there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. there's room for improvement. improvement. Yes. You know, and so and we have to 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 learn how to, you know, take the good and the bad, mm-hmm. right? And and not just, you know, look at the bad as something that's just horrendous to the point where we can't change, but just use it, you know, as a way to navigate, you know, in in the right direction. Yeah. You, to, you know, um put us closer or on path or in alignment with what it is, you know, that we truly want. And that's completely okay. But that takes self-awareness, really getting to know who you are Mm -hmm. and believe it or not, people are afraid to really get to know who they are. Because there is something that's unresolved that they are hiding from or they just don't want to admit yeah because you know we have buried it for so long Mm -hmm. functioning and we have you know got phds and we make six figures and we have the bmw or whatever 
And so we think that we're healed, you right. know, put this mask on. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but are you though? Are you happy? Right. Are you truly happy? Are you sure this unresolved issue, you know, that you had it is not affecting your decisions? Yeah. I would beg to differ. I'll put my money on the fact that it is. Yeah. In one way or another. You know, it could be something, you know, small. It could be something big. But just really going through the process of of healing is so important. And we have to remove the stigma. You know, therapy was a, a really big um, part of my healing journey. Mm-hmm. So I talk about it all the time because yes. I really want to help to remove that stigma. Yeah. I truly believe that it's slowly being removed, right? I, I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, and I and I think that people are becoming more comfortable with going to therapy. But now I kind of want to like stretch people just a little bit more because now it's like, okay, good. You're in a therapist chair. Right. Yeah. But now are you implementing what you learned? Yeah, yeah. There's now a, yes. are you implementing the tools? Yes. You gotta walk it and talk it. Mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. no I definitely and I think that one of the things that for as far as like therapy because I go to therapy too um and I think that a lot of people assume that therapy is for people who have um you know something mental traumatic issues. happened yeah. or had mental issues or they you know they need medication and it's like no even for you know us and for what we do like when you have people pouring into you certain jobs I didn't realize in the job that I had i I poured out so much that I had nothing pouring back into me Mm. and I couldn't necessarily like figure out how to process certain things. And even, you know, being married and having kids sometimes as women, we're pouring out daily and we're pouring out all that we're giving, 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 because that's our nature. Right. And then sometimes it's like, okay, I need something with that's that is self-care too where you're taking care of yourself and you're saying okay even if it's something small like you know my my issue is my anxiety and just me being able to like navigate my thoughts and not allowing it to um, take over because the way anxiety affects me is different from everybody else it makes me like I feel it physically and so then I'm just no good to anybody else but now having the tools to be able to say okay you need to breathe through it. You're going to count to 10. It sounds crazy because those are the things you tell your kids when they having a temper tantrum. But as a almost 40 year old adult, I'm like, oh no, that's an emotional temper tantrum that you're having. So you need to just breathe it out, you know, take some deep breaths. And even, you know, the tools that she's giving me, I'm like, oh, okay, this actually works, you know, and I feel better by doing it. And I think it helps when we see more, especially for black women, like, and black men, I think in our culture for us to see people who look like us giving us the help that we need makes it a little bit easier for us to go and to receive the information. But I think you're right. If you're not doing the work, it doesn't matter if they're talking to you because they can only take you, but so far, I mean, that also goes to what you're doing. You can give somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, the tools to be able to start their journey to self-awareness, but if they're not willing to do the work, then it's still, it's ultimately up on you. So with that being said, what is like one takeaway that our listeners can um, do if they feel like they, you know what, I feel, I think I'm like, how do you know whether or not you're self-aware or not? Like, what would be the thing for you that you would say, because there's people that say, I'm, I'm aware, <laughs> I'm aware of myself. I know what, is there one thing that you can say that, okay, that maybe, uh, 
this is how you know that you are. And if you're not, or is there something that you want to do, what would be like one, one step somebody can take, one small step somebody can take to actually start their self-awareness journey? Mm, that's a good question. I think the one thing that a person can do is to just get to the root of the problem. If, if you are like you, like you said, you know, an emotional temper tantrum, right? If you mm-hmm. are noticing, but sometimes we don't notice. So if somebody points it out and you are able to say, okay, this is, you know, somebody has told me this a couple of times. Yeah. Let me get to the root cause of this. Yeah. You know, let me take a moment, mm-hmm. right? And just like really analyze this and see if this is what I'm, if this is what I'm doing. And yeah. if so, let me get to the root cause of why I'm reacting like this. Yeah. That to me, that's how you start your self-awareness journey. And it, you know, it could be in a myriad of things. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going I'm to tell you like for me. Um, the one point I, I say, this is the reason why I, I got married. Self-awareness got me to the altar. And the reason <laughs> why is because my now husband, when we were dating, you know, he, he broke up with me and he told me that he felt as though that I treated him as if he was an accessory. I had my um, nice car. I had my house. I got my nice bag. And now I got my man on my shoulder, right. you know, on my arm. Yeah. Right. And so when he said that, you know, it hit me. And the reason why it hit me is because it wasn't the first time somebody had told me that mm. my previous boyfriend had told me that. And so when I heard it a second time, instead of like, just like popping off and being upset, yeah. I said, wait a minute. Somebody has told me this before. Yeah. You know, so let me sit back for a second and let me analyze myself for yeah. for a minute. That's practicing self-awareness. Yeah. It's not the fact that, you know, he was trying to like throw the blame on me because mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. Right. If that's his point of view, what's wrong with me analyzing and understanding what it is? Yeah. And so me, you know, I had... I don't want to say bought into being an independent woman. I don't want to say bought into it because just I'm an independent woman. But I think for me, it was a, to the probably a little bit to the extreme mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't dating my mom's husband. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It absolutely so, does. Yeah. So I felt as though I needed to act a certain way and, you know, to, to, to ensure that. But then wow. when I realized once again, the root cause of why I was acting the way I was acting, uh. right? And I realized that, okay, Keisha, if you are healed from this, maybe you need to let these particular standards wow. go. Not lower my standards, because my yeah. standards yeah. wasn't lowered at all, right? Yeah. But it was like, now I had to start to, okay, let me see if I can truly trust myself in the decisions that I make, mm, right? Yeah. Because just because I allow this man to come in my life and be a man, it doesn't take away the fact that I'm an independent woman. That's I'm sure. an independent yeah. woman. Yeah. You know, I'm just an independent woman with a man now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a, so I would think that you would know if, if you are a, the type of person who can like really take in what somebody is saying mm-hmm. and really be like, okay, well, let me, let me think about this for a second. Yeah. Because there have been some things that people have told me and I had to say, you know what? I don't receive that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's, no, that's, that's not me. Because yeah. everything, because let me be clear. 
everything somebody tells you, like, ain't like just, just don't take it as right. As, yeah, you know, that word. it ain't it ain't you know, gospel. You to analyze it. Yeah, yeah. My uh, yesterday, my uh, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, my pastor has said, um, you know how you know when your your spirit when somebody ain't telling you the truth, and yes. you got to be able to use that discernment that because discernment, yeah. no matter what it is, it could be a family member, it could be a you know a friend, could be your husband, could be whoever. But I think that we know right when you when it hits you a certain type of way you're like ouch and then you have to like you say you got to pause and you got to say well is is that me is that how I feel about this situation and then why does it it. yeah yeah, and then why does it show up in that way like how do he know that I treat him like an like what am I doing in order for you to think that that's the way that I think about you because that right. that is a whole different thing because even if that's how you think how was it showing up you know what mm-hmm. I mean and mm-hmm. sometimes we we're quick to be like that's not me or that's or that's just the way I am but you don't realize how you're showing up in relationships how you're showing up at your job how you're showing up you know in your family and you got to be accountable for your actions we can't just be like you know this is me and that's it because what we're putting out here, you know, in this earth uh, directly affects other people. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever it is that you are assigned to do is connected to somebody else. So if you're, you know, if you're not willing to do the work, somebody else is going to miss it. Right. So had that situation not happened with your husband, your self-awareness of knowing that wouldn't have been for you to be able to, for the other things to click. You know what I'm saying? For you yes. to be able to say, okay, so A go to D, D go to F, F go to X or whatever. You know what I mean? So no, right. that that's a that was a real that's really good. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, and you're ap- and you're absolutely right because it wouldn't have connected because this was also after I decided not to go back to law school and I released the, you know, the the dream of becoming an attorney. Uh-huh. So another part of the release, I needed to release this long three 30 page list of the perfect man for me because (laughs) again I created this list from a broken place yeah and I'm no longer that broken woman out here but I'm but I'm going I'm this healed woman playing by broken rules wow wow that's a word right there it does so so I had to so I had to let go I had to let go of that so you're right so if I would have just dismissed it I wouldn't have been able to connect the dots but I was also able, you know, and not to toot my own horn, but I think I was also able to really like hear it, you know, that second time around was because I was, oh, I'm sorry, my mom called, was because I was, um, because I've gone through the healing process, mm-hmm. right? And so my guards wasn't up, right? Because right, I, yeah. had, you know, I have been healed or whatever, yeah. you know, and I've, you know, I had pretty good relationships with men. Mm-hmm. You know, from as far as like, not to say that I didn't date any knuckleheads, because yeah, I didn't date some some knuckleheads. But you know, <laughs> I didn't have bad relationships with men as far as like date men because I'm trying to like date my daddy or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I okay. didn't have like man issues, if you will. Right. When it comes to that, as it relates to that, you know, to, to being sexually abused, so you know, because I had that healing, I think I was able to like really hear it. Yeah. Here from the first knucklehead because the first knucklehead obviously wasn't the husband. Right. Yeah, that was the husband. Yeah, so yeah. Saying, like, you was like, oh, you know, wait a minute. What did he say? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew. 
right. So, so yeah, so, so I agree. So the fact that, you know, I don't, if I didn't have that awareness, I wouldn't have been able to like connect the dots, yeah. you know? And so that also comes with just resolving whatever that trauma is, yeah. you know, and just not let it, um, you know, taint my decisions going, mm-hmm. you know, going forward. And it was something else that you said too, and how it affects people directly. You know, it also affects people indirectly because you mm. never know who's watching you. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm the oldest. Right. So okay. I'm the first generation, everything, the first generation to graduate high school, go to college, not get pregnant, law school, become mm-hmm. an author, all, all that. I'm the first generation. Yeah. So not only are my siblings watching me, but my little cousins them coming up behind wow. me are watching me too. Yeah. yeah. You know, so when I'm operating from, you know, from a, a, a traumatic place, people are, you know, they're picking yeah, that they're up. They're paying attention. Yeah. They're paying attention. Yeah. But if I operate from a place of healing, talk about how mm. I went to therapy and talk about what he did to me and how I over overcame it. Like people are watching and pulling strength from that. Yeah. So it just doesn't affect people directly. It affects people indirectly too. And you just never know. It can yeah. be somebody in the office. That's very That's true. Watching you from a distance. Yeah, because you, know? you and you hear people all the all the time saying that you don't know the rooms that your names are being it's being spoken Girl, in, yes. and you have no idea how you show up. I remember when I I left my nine to five um in June of last year, and I remember um when I left, it was you know there was the end of a chapter. I was I I was done. Like I was. I had put in my work. I had walked away the way I wanted to. And a couple of months later, um, I went to the office um, just to see, you know, the people that I had worked with before, whatever have you. And uh, one of the newer leadership um, women, she was there, one of the uh, managers. She's just like, oh, you're Felicia. And I was just like, First, I'm like, who is you, right? And so then she was just like, oh my gosh, everybody just speaks so highly of you. And now I don't know this lady from Adam, but clearly months later, like you don't, I did not realize how important my role was. Even if I felt some type of way about it, or if I felt like that was the end of it, the the things that I did, how I moved, how I handled myself, how I, you know, even how I exited was still, as as far as I'm concerned, it was graceful because I had to give them 30 days. I gave them 60 days. I trained the person who was like, I had, there was, because it was the end for me. Like God was like, you're done. This is it. You're going to move forward. So let's complete this in its entirety. So there wasn't any, I didn't burn any bridges, anything like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's still to this day, like I have staff that'll call and ask certain questions or you know I know that they still they still think highly so that goes to like what you said you don't know who's watching you you don't know who's paying attention you don't know who is still talking about you after you you're gone away from you know that place because you made an impact and so I think that that a a part of your self-awareness is realizing that you will make an impact somewhere Mm-hmm. It's going to be how the impact is going to be, how they're going to remember you. So you have to decide if I'm going to take this journey and if I'm going to do this to make sure that I am doing it in the, the, at the best version of myself. 
you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it ain't easy. That 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 journey is definitely, like you said, some people don't want to do it because they're afraid. They don't want to hear the truth about themselves. They don't want to admit the things that either happen to them or the things that they they willingly participated in or that the things that because of whatever their decision making was you know this is how things kind of turned so as you were going through everything what did you learn about yourself that you didn't know before Mm, that there was power in my voice Mm. there was power behind my voice you know because growing up and and being abused I told people Mm. so people Mm. knew Mm-hmm. and nothing was done about it and wow. so at, at some point I just stopped I just stopped talking about it yeah. I stopped telling people you yeah. know until that faithful day one more person asked yeah and I I told that person and my life changed for after the that yeah and so I learned that there was power behind my voice yeah and, you know, once I started speaking the first time I I got in front of a group of seven graders and told my story and at the end of that speaking engagement when that seventh grader came up to me and told me that she thought she was pregnant by her husband's her mother's boyfriend oh, Jesus. I knew that there was power behind my voice so that was something along my journey that I that I've learned that I didn't know before yeah you know because the abuse had me you know this shy introverted person yeah but you know as I became healed I realized that I'm not really introverted mm. like I kind of like being in the spotlight <laughs> <laughs> I just told you earlier this interview I like being in front of the camera right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Camera, right you know? <laughs> but you know but that but that trauma was you know it had me being somebody that I truly wasn't was not yeah you know? and so you know along my journey I realized there was power you know in, in my voice and I should use it mm. you know because some people listen yeah and that's completely okay but you know with that also um I just make sure that I when I speak I am speaking my truth because yeah. I don't want to mislead somebody yeah. so let me be clear that my healing journey was hard mm-hmm. and it hurt mm-hmm. it got worse before it got better yeah you know so let me be clear but I also want to just let everybody know too that it was worth it yeah that pain and I hurt I went through to get to this healed place was worth it yeah it was 100% worth it because I got the chance to know who I am yeah right? yeah and I you know and I grew into the Lakeisha Wooder that you know right now yeah and I have you know affected so many people mm-hmm. and so many children in a positive way yeah you know what if I never would have went on that journey yeah that little girl probably would have got Probably, uh, unfortunately, she wasn't pregnant by her mom's boyfriend. She wasn't pregnant, and we, you know, got her up out of the household. But what if I never would have, right? Yeah, you know, stood up and spoke. She yeah. probably would have got yeah. pregnant by the mom's boyfriend. Yeah, and you know? and it would have so, just continued. And you—that's the part that we don't realize. Like I said earlier, who's connected to our obedience, and that's oh. all it really is. It's yes. our obedience to being yes. to make sure that we continue whatever it is. Cause I, I, you know, I say this often. Um, and, uh, and you know, at the end of the day, whatever God wants to happen, going to happen with or without you. 
And I feel like that when he puts those things on me, like I know now, like slaying self-doubt is my thing. That is something that he gave to me. I remember it clear as day. Like I know the full vision. He already showed that to me years prior to me even starting this journey. I remember saying it and was just kind of like, oh, what? And then just, it kind of went away. And then once the process started, I said, oh, but because it's so scary, because I, in, in the beginning, I didn't want to do the work because I have self-doubt, because I'm w- worried about whether or not anybody would listen, I, not knowing, like, I love the fact that you say that there's power in your voice, not even realizing that's an awareness that I didn't have. I still don't have, right? Like, I'm still uncomfortable with, um, doing these things because I keep feeling like you picked me, you picked mm-hmm. me to do this. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, okay, if he picked me, how suckable would it be if I don't do what I'm supposed to do? And I wake up one day and I see that somebody else is doing like, what? No, he gave that to me. And, but, but I was playing with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you walk in your obedience and you do what you're supposed to do, God, God always, he, he always went, he, he know what he's you, doing. He is so good. You're absolutely right. And, and you know, the one thing that, um, that happens when our self-doubt kicks in, the mm-hmm. reason why our self-doubt kicks in is because we get amnesia. Okay. We question why God chose us for yeah. this because we get amnesia on the, the wonderful things that we've already done. Yes. The things yes. that we've already accomplished. Yeah. Why wouldn't he choose you? Yeah. You know, and that's something that I had to remind myself too. Anytime self-doubt, you know, try to rear his ugly head. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, fight that amnesia and just remember, you know, the growth that I've, that I've had and that I've encountered yeah. all of the things that I've, done in the past already and it's not on an egotistical level right it's just a it's just a, a reminder of yeah. how strong i am yeah. it's a reminder that whatever it is that that i'm fearful of doing in the moment i can get past it because look yeah. at all, all the scary stuff that i have yeah. that i have faced and conquered and overcome so yeah. if i can face conquer and overcome those things the mountain that's in front of me gets smaller yeah. because I'm reminding myself of all of the other mountains that I've been able to to climb yeah. over because the those amnesia. yeah you're right because when you think about it when you're going through the other thing you're like Lord whatever you need to do to get me out of here get me out of this situation and then two years later you like back at the same thing but like you said you forget that I just prayed mm-hmm. a different prayer Mm-hmm. Well, but for the same thing, he you asking him to get you through this, and some stuff he's not gonna get you out of. You gotta go through it. So your yes. journey, you had to go through it in mm-hmm. order to be who you are today. So sometimes I think we, I well, I know for me, I figured out can I just skip over some stuff and just get to what you showed me? And he's like, no, nah, sis, it don't work like so, that. At some point, you gotta face it. There's there's no skipping steps. Yeah. At some point, you're gonna find yourself right back at that same place. You're absolutely right. Skip. Yeah, I'm going to have to add that uh, there's power in my voice to my daily affirmations because I think that so many of us do not realize that there's power in our voice. It doesn't matter whether you're in your house. It doesn't matter in your relationships, your parenting, in your marriage, at your job. There is power in your voice when you are using it to fight for yourself, fight for your, you know, what you know it to be truthful. And we can't let people... people including ourselves try to 
um, mute us basically like mm -hmm. to just tell us like don't say that out loud no say it you know say it in a nice way or respectful way <laughs> but you should be able to use your voice to be able like you were saying earlier like you want to raise go in there and ask for it. the worst thing that can happen is no you know no, what i'm saying they gonna no. say no nah, we, we can't afford it even if you think they lying that they ain't and they don't got the they don't have the, they didn't meet the quota this this quarter all right but you ask and you keep asking and you keep saying something because otherwise you if you don't I told my kids the other day, my son went, was at his grandparents' house. I go to pick him up for us to go to church. And he's like, I didn't eat breakfast. And I was like, but I text you like an hour and a half ago. Why didn't you eat? Well, um, they usually cook for me. Did you ask? Well, no, I didn't. I said, well, closed mouths don't get fed. If you don't open your mouth, how's somebody supposed to know? You're not a baby. You I'm like you a whole teenager. Like, no, but that's a lesson that we have to learn. Close mouths though. You have to ask for what you want. That goes to people and that goes to God. Even though absolutely. he know, he needs you to ask for it. You got to say what you want. He, you, absolutely. And then say you ask, right? And you get that rejection. Okay. They tell you no. Feel it for a second, mm -hmm. right? Feel it for feel that emotion for a hot second. But then Focus on how it felt to ask, to yeah. open up your mouth and yeah. ask yeah. and focus on that. Because let me tell you something, the feeling of going after something you really want, mm -hmm. whether you got it or not, but that feeling of actually going after it is a feeling that can get addictive, let yeah. me tell you, you yeah. know, because it, it just... It just fuels you. You just yeah. feel different. Like you feel stronger. You yeah. feel more courageous yeah. because you was able to speak up and ask. Yeah. And what that's going to do is it's going to motivate you to continue to ask and continue to take steps and continue to move forward. Yeah. It's when you're not doing anything and you're refusing to take steps is that's when you start to regress, yeah. right? Because you don't so know true. how it feels to take that step. But yeah, it may, it may be hard to take that first step, but that feeling of like yes and once you I, do it yes, yeah i did this yeah you know it's what's gonna fuel you and motivate you to continue to move forward so i just encourage you to just focus on just focus on that part yeah not so much of the rejection yeah we can get too you know caught up in that and that take you down a rabbit hole you just <laughs> then it, it just it's a cycle it's a cycle and you know we just yeah yeah you're absolutely right that feeling of trying something for the first time doing it for the first time mm -hmm. even you think about working out like we you know i'm sure we've all gone through a journey where you go to the gym either for the first time or you restart it and you were like i'm not gonna make it through then you were like girl i was on the elliptical for 15 minutes yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. like okay if i could do 15 then i could do 17 if i could do 17 i could do 20 and so as you keep pushing yourself then you you keep going back like you said it's addictive like oh let me try it again let me see if, let me see if i can lift these weights let me see if i can do a crunch you just you, you then you add stuff to it like mm -hmm. because you feel confident in whatever it is you're doing you just keep going that's when once you catch the momentum you just got to keep going what was happening for going. me is like mm -hmm. i would get the momentum and then i'd be like uh no i'm gonna just go and i'm gonna just sit over here and then i got you got because you then you gotta restart your engine yeah. and, you know over yeah. and over again instead of just letting it run so how and, can and, and that's okay yeah. uh, i'm sorry to cut you off that's okay, that's okay. starting over is okay i don't yeah. start over 999 times i'm gonna need you to start over that 1000th time yeah you know and i think that's another thing we get caught up in too we start we fail and then we don't want to start over again yeah. because we started and we fail yeah that is 
okay. And, you know, and I always like to bring up James Dyson. Mm. I, I will forever bring up James, James Dyson because he's the inventor, he's the inventor of the Dyson vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. He had 5,127 failed prototypes before he perfected the Dyson vacuum cleaner. Jeez. Now, I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it real slow because I know I be talking kind of fast sometimes. He had 5,127 failed prototypes. 127. Do you know how crazy he possibly looked to his friend? Yes. Like, you doing this again? Right. You're doing this again? Again? (laughs) Dude, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't fail 4,999 times. And you went, and then you went 128 more times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a great example because we do, we give up so easily just to be like, ah, forget it. I didn't get the job. I didn't, you know, that relationship didn't work out or I didn't lose the, the 20 pounds in two weeks as I wanted to, you know, so we do, we stop or you're in, and that goes into like comparison or you see that you didn't do mm. as well as somebody else did. So that must, that must mean you're a failure. And that's absolutely untrue too. So no, yeah, yeah I definitely agree. You just got to keep doing it. Like, I tell people all the time, I started this podcast a year before it ever even published. Like I just kept, I knew it was what I needed to do and I would record and I didn't publish it. I just had recordings like on my computer. And then finally I was just like, okay, you're going to do it. And I just like, I downloaded the, the, the site. And then I, even when I, I went to go publish it, I put it on the podcast, but I never even pressed publish. I just uploaded it. And it sat there for like a week and a half. Cause I, for me, I had to do it in steps. I couldn't just do it. And so even when I uploaded it, I told my husband, I was like, I uploaded. I was so excited. He was like, so is it live? I was like, no. <laughs> he was like, so can people hear it? No. So he he was confused. Like, what are we what, what are we excited about? I was like, because it's just on there. He was just like, okay, great, you know. <laughs> and now I'm like, now I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and put it on here, schedule it, wait for it to go out. Like now yeah. I got a rhythm, but I had to start over. I don't know how many times and just like just mm-hmm. get myself to do it. But once I realized that this is bigger than me, this is connected yeah. to so many other people, yeah. and my journey, you know, is is therapeutic for me talking on the podcast too. Um, And then also that I can make these connections with other women like yourself who can bring some things to me and bring some things to the listeners where we realize that we're not doing this by ourselves. Like you said, you are, you are my sister now. Now that we are here, we didn't share our truths. You know, Mm -hmm. now I can lean on you. You can lean on me. We, if I'm like, okay, I need some, you know, some the guidelines to like, how do I create this purpose plan or how do I, you know, get, gain some self-awareness in this area of my life? You know, it's, it's those things that we, we are connected to each other in so many different ways that once you line it all up, it's, it's all of us, you know what I'm saying? So I am grateful that, you know, you did the podcast. I'm grateful that you shared your story with us. I know lots of people are going to love this episode. (laughs) So how can people connect with you if they are ready to start their self-awareness journey? Absolutely. You can shoot me an email at info at LakeishaWooder.com. That's L-A-K-I-T-I-A-W-O-O-D as in David, A-R-D as in David dot 
www.lakeishawater.com. You can also go to lakeishawater.com too for more information um, on coaching services. And then you can also check out my podcast, which is called oh. Living Her Truth. Okay, then. <laughs> and you can go to lakeishawater.com forward slash podcast nice well i will make sure i put all of that information in the show notes so y'all don't have to be writing it down while you driving or at work pretending like you're doing work because you got your earbuds and you know <laughs> none of that I'll, it's in the show notes so you just click the link and you can get all of her information get connected to her you have uh you on social media too because you know people be on the instagram absolutely lakeisha Wooder. Oh, well, look at that. Across, she made it easy for y'all, okay? Lakeisha Woody on everything, okay? Mm-hmm. You can find her on the on the internet and mm-hmm. on the Instagram, all of that stuff. I yeah. want to thank you so much, Lakeisha. I really appreciate you talking to us and kicking off uh, Women's Month for us on the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast. Um, I feel like that this is definitely giving us a jump start into just an awareness of women and all of our, our and the power in our voice. I'm going to keep saying that the power in our voice yes okay guys that's all for this week don't forget to share subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts and google Podcasts. if you would like to support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes click the link in the show notes have a great week see ya